I don't get an introduction like that very often. Uh, I am reading today from the Gospel of Luke, chapter 14, uh, verse 1, and then uh, 7 through 14. Uh, So listen now for the word of God. On one occasion, when Jesus was going to the house of a leader of the Pharisees to eat a meal on the Sabbath, they were watching him closely. When he noticed how the guests chose the places of honor, he told them a parable, a story. When you are invited by someone to a wedding banquet, do not sit down at the place of honor in case someone more distinguished than you has been invited by your host. And the host who invited both of you may come and say to you, hey, give this person your place. And then in disgrace, you would start to take the lowest place. But when you are invited, go and sit down at the lowest place, so that when your host comes, he may say to you, friend, move up higher, and then you will be honored in the presence of all who sit at the table with you. For all who exalt themselves will be humbled, and those who humble themselves will be exalted. He also said to the one who had invited him, When you give a luncheon or a dinner, do not invite your friends or your brothers or your relatives or your rich neighbors in case they may invite you in return and you would be repaid. But when you give a banquet, invite the poor, the crippled, the lame, and the blind, and you will be blessed because they cannot repay you for you will be repaid at the resurrection of the righteous. This is the word of God for the people of God. When I was in elementary school, for a while my family lived in Greeley, Colorado. And I think about the only thing that Greeley, Colorado was known for was Momfort feedlots and meatpacking plant, which at least at the time was one of the largest uh, feedlots in the United States. And in my class in school in second or third grade, the heir of Momfort feedlots, Charlie Monfort, was in my class. Well. We weren't really friends, but one day, as kids are uh, want to do, Charlie had a birthday, and he invited the whole class to come to his house for his birthday party. Well, I had never been in such a luxurious home. I had never been in, in, in a situation where I went to the home of someone was rich, who was rich. And the one thing that I remember in my little eight-year-old mind, about the only thing I remember from that party, was Charlie opening this door to a closet. It was like a walk-in closet. And it was filled from floor to ceiling with games and toys. I had never imagined that anyone could live like that with a walk-in closet full of games and toys. I don't remember much else about the invitation to Charlie Momfort's house. But I remember this room 
filled with all the things a child could ever hope to have. That invitation to Charlie's house opened my eyes to see the world in a different way. And Jesus, of course, is always trying to open our eyes to see the world in a different way. Jesus is always trying to tell us stories where the kingdom of God is like, or this parable, because stories are what shape us. Stories are what we tell to talk about who we are. Stories are what open us to seeing the world in one way or in another. And of course, we are constantly seduced and shaped by the world's stories and the way the world wants us to be. I mean, have you ever thought about this? We bring our kids to church one, two, maybe three hours in the week. But they're spending eight hours a day online watching TV, what do you think are the messages that they're internalizing? What are the stories that they're hearing? It's again and again the stories of the world. What do they say? They say things like money talks. They say things like you should win. Doesn't matter the other person, but winning is everything. Uh, They say all kinds of things about how I should shape my world according to what I want and I should insist upon my own way. That's the message. That's the story of the world. Have it your way and demand it because that's how things work best. But of course, Jesus is always pushing back against that kind of message. Jesus is always trying to open us to see that the world's ways and God's ways do not fall into line. And so we come to this story in Luke. And it's really, really interesting. I encourage all of you to go home this week and read what happens beyond the passage we read this morning because Jesus, he is invited to the home of a Pharisee to a party, to a banquet, and he begins to uh, say these things that are kind of irritating to the host. Not only does he have one story about when you have some kind of party or celebration or banquet, He has a second one that immediately follows, as if if you don't get it the first time, I'm going to tell you in a little different way, I'm going to tell you another story about inviting people to come and eat with you. And in both of these stories, Jesus tells those to whom he is speaking, which is us today as well, when you invite people to your home, you, you should invite the blind the poor, the lame, the crippled. In both versions of the story, he ends up in this place where he says, if you're not inviting the poor, the blind, the lame, and the crippled, you're not living in accordance with God's way. And it is this idea that I want to set before us today. What is Jesus trying to say when he ends up saying, you want to invite people to a banquet, here are the ones you need to invite. 
Well, the first thing that I think Jesus is trying to say is that these are people that that society would have considered to be different. And difference makes us uncomfortable. I mean, first of all, in the ancient world, the blind and the crippled would have been considered sinners. We're not inviting sinners to come and eat with us. Come on. Right? And the poor would be those to whom you give things. Uh, so the widow and the orphan and the stranger, we're commanded to give them alms. We're commanded to help them out. But we're sure not inviting them into our party. Come on. We'll help them, but, you know. And the lame, the lame would be anyone who doesn't have the fullness of what you have. So uh, one of the people who might be older or who might not have had uh, the same kinds of opportunities, people who are not quite in the swing of the privileged people who get invited to these parties. Difference makes us uncomfortable, and Jesus is always going to try and make us uncomfortable so that we can see the kingdom of God. He's here with these religious leaders in a meal, and rather than going, hey, thank you, this is a delicious meal, I'm so happy to be invited, he's like, you know who you should have invited? Yeah, I'm sure that went over really well. But difference makes us uncomfortable. You know, last week I was over preaching in the Ethiopian congregation. This is the second time I've been there. I've, I've preached at our Congolese congregation in the past. I've been invited to preach at Redemption Church, which is the church for the incarcerated. Uh, I've preached at a Native American church. And I have to tell you, every time I prepare to go into these settings to preach the word of God, I'm uncomfortable. I'm uncomfortable because I know I'm going to walk in and often I don't know the language. I don't know the music that they're singing. I don't know the prayers that they're saying. I don't know their culture. I'm afraid maybe I'm going to offend someone or maybe I'm just not even going to connect with these people at all and it's just going to fall flat. I am uncomfortable going into those settings. And yet... Every time I go to a place that makes me uncomfortable, it seems as if I'm being drawn closer to the very heart of God. It seems that when I let myself be uncomfortable, rather than insisting on my way and, and, and seeing my viewpoint as the only way, I find myself closer to the kingdom of God. And, of course, the kingdom of God is a place where everyone is invited and no one is left out. And so often, because we are not comfortable with whatever our version of the lame or the blind or the poor or the crippled might be, we'll, we're okay if they're out there and we help them, but we don't want them at our table. And yet, Jesus pushes back and says, Nope. Everybody. You need to invite everybody to the table. You know, we are about uh, to send our strategic plan to the leadership table, and I give thanks for all who served on this committee over the summer. 
And uh, when you look at the new strategic plan, which will come to the church, you may find some things in it that make you a little uncomfortable, or you, you may find we're suggesting that something should end that we've done for a long time. Uh, there's a pastor in uh, Pennsylvania who likes to say to his congregation, you know, you're going to like 75% of what we do, which means there's 25% you're not going to be so keen on. But the point is always, are we doing for the kingdom of God? Are we looking beyond ourselves out into the streets? Are we going out there and finding the poor and the lame and the crippled and the blind and saying, hey, come on in, be part of who we are. Get to know Jesus. He will change your life. We are called to invite everyone to the table to be Christ in the world. But there's a second thing that I think is really important to lift up when Jesus is talking about the poor and the blind and the lame and the crippled. I think Jesus is saying not only does difference make us uncomfortable, but you see that difference is based strictly on physical differences. And when you look at the very heart of the human being, we are all blind and poor and lame and crippled. We are all blind at times to the truth and the way of God, substituting the ways of the world for Jesus Christ. We are all crippled at times by doubt or by fear or by the past or by our worries or by our anxieties or by whatever holds us back from freely encountering others and offering and living the gospel of Jesus Christ. We are poor in our spirits when we substitute the material world for a life of wealth and riches in Jesus Christ and the spiritual life that truly gives us abundance and peace and joy and happiness. We are lame in that every single one of us carries wounds from the brokenness of this world. And there is not one of us, not one human being who is beyond the need of the healing and wholeness and saving work of Jesus Christ. We are all those people who don't get invited. You see, God is calling all of us, every one of us, even though we see difference, God is seeing a hurting and broken world. It doesn't matter if we're black or white or rich or poor or young or old or gay or straight or educated or not educated or Republican or Democrat or you name whatever material, physical quality you want to name. We are all of us in need of the power and the presence and the healing that is found in the invitation to be part of God's table. And so, people of God, as God invites us in this day to come to his table of grace, we are asked, 
who we will be. Will we only reach out and invite and be in fellowship and relationship with those who are like us? Will we be afraid of the difference in this world that God has created? Will we choose the world's ways? Or will we open ourselves, our church, our lives, to the transforming power of Jesus Christ that comes when we are all gathered around the same table proclaiming that Jesus Christ is Lord. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, amen.